Hi, this is Elliot Fishman. I'd like to welcome you to this latest podcast, and this one will be on dual source technology. What I'd like to share with you is just some of our initial experience as it relates to cardiac CT with dual source imaging, and just review a few of the basic concepts. So, we'll look at what is dual source imaging, what are its technical advantages, and what are its clinical advantages, particularly as it relates to cardiac imaging. Now, just to remind you, if you don't know, what is a dual source system? Well, it has two x-ray tubes and it has two detector arrays. The x-ray tubes are mounted on a rotating gantry, as all CT scans are, but they're 90 degrees apart. One of them uh, will go to the detector that covers the full field of view, or 50 centimeters, and the other will cover the central field of view, or 26 centimeters. Now, to put that in perspective, if you have a single source CT and you're scanning the patient, in order to cover uh, the heart, you typically do a uh, half rotation. And you can see here the scanner is coming up to speed. X-rays come on. And now we're scanning. And you can see the time it takes uh, to do that patient's heart. Now, uh, that, this will give you typically a uh, temporal resolution around 165 milliseconds. Well, what does dual source do? Well, now we're talking with about two x-ray tubes and two sets of detectors at 90 degrees. Now, when we hit power and the x-ray comes on, what happens is each of the tubes will take roughly uh, one quarter or one half of that process. And so your speed is doubled. And now you're doing things at 83 milliseconds. Again, speed is critical for many applications, especially cardiac imaging. The coverage longitudinally is about 28.8 centimeters for each detector. The Z-flying focal spot uses 32 by 0.6 millimeter detector configuration to give the 64 slices, as is typical on the Siemens scanners. And each x-ray tube can operate at a different MAS, so dual energy is possible. I'm not going to speak about dual energy today, but dual energy for separating calcium and contrast, dual energy for tissue characterization are all possibilities and something we will see in the near term. The technical features with dual source, of course, are the improved temporal resolution. Temporal resolution now is approximately one quarter of the gantry rotation time. So for 0.33 second rotation, temporal resolution is roughly 83 milliseconds. You do not change uh, the, um, the resolution in terms of detection of... Uh, small vessels obviously the uh, spatial resolution does not change the spatial resolution on dual source is the same thing as on single source now you can have an increased pitch with higher heart rates so you can go up to 0.46 versus a typical 0.2 pitch and in fact it's interesting but the higher the heart rate the higher the pitch and the lower the dose uh, the reality is in our experience right now the dose reduction with dual source is more in the 10 to 15 percent range some advantages, there's no need for low heart rates, as we classically like to say less than 65. And so beta blockers are now routinely used. Though many people are now saying, gee, if you can do a good job without beta blockers, perhaps you can do a better job with beta blockers. And since beta blockers are safe, why don't you just give them? Not only heart rate, but regularity of the R interval can be critical. So there is uh, some concern or some thought that potentially, why don't we give beta blockers anyway? But you don't read routinely need to do that. And so in patients like asthmatics, in the ER patient where you don't want to wait around, uh, this will not be a problem. And also for pediatric applications where the heart rates are in the typical 100 to 130 beats per minute range, this indeed will be very ideal.
In terms of protocol, we do a test bolus. That's typically how we will do the study. Then we inject five cc's a second. Our injection volumes are in the range of 55 to 60 cc's, with typically, as in this case, where the uh, uh, delay time was around uh, uh, 17 to 19 seconds, you would see how we would do a scan. We would inject contrast. We'd then inject saline, and we'd have a short delay. But it works very nicely. The average study takes less than 30 seconds to do. So indeed, it's very, very impressive. The acquisition time is under 10 seconds. When I say study time 30 seconds, I'm talking from the time we press the trigger to inject the contrast till the time we can begin getting the patient off the table. So it indeed is very nicely shown in the schematic. Just some examples. Here's a heart rate in the 80s, very nice LAD and left main and right coronary artery. And here's two more views of that patient. Here's some 3D mapping of patients with elevated heart rates. Again, very nicely shown. Nice trifurcation in this patient. And here's just a few more images. We then look at circulation to isolate the individual vessels. In this case, the uh, LAD, for example. And you can see how nicely we can create outstanding images on dual source. Even with heart rates, you would never consider 98 beats per minute. Look at the RCA in that image or this image. Or look at the patient's LAD in this patient with a heart rate of 86. And you can see calcified plaque and soft plaque. And look at the normal right coronary. So again, we're no longer heart rate limited with uh, dual source imaging. So it has tremendous opportunities and potential. Okay, that's potential. What about results? And there are some results that have been published, and I'll share a few of them with you. Here's one. First experience indicates that dual source CT coronary angio provides a high diagnostic accuracy for assessment of coronary artery disease in a high pretest population with extensive coronary calcifications, and this was all done without heart rate control, so no beta blockers. Or this article, same article, overall sensitivity, specificity, positive and negative predictive values for evaluating coronary disease were 96, 97, 85, and 99% respectively. Some impressive numbers indeed. Or this article by Johnson and colleagues, dual source CT, offers robust diagnostic image quality for a wide range of heart rates. The high temporal resolution now also makes functional evaluation of the heart valves and myocardium possible. So again, a very positive article. Or this one from Stefan Achenbach. In summary, dual source constitutes a promising new concept for cardiac CT. High and heart rate independent temporal resolution permits imaging of the coronary arteries without motion artifacts. It has substantially increased number of patients as compared to earlier scanner generations. And of course, when you think about it, one of the great things is we all have cases at times where heart rates are in the low 60s. Give the IV, the heart rate bops to 70, the patient gets nervous, and the study is not that great. Here, we don't have to worry about that. We have a lot more flexibility, a lot more ease of use. Uh, one of the issues that's interesting about uh, doing uh, any heart rate is that the typical points of about 60 or 65% of the RR interval may not be the best points for doing reconstructions, and that's something that can be problematic at first. You can see in this article, image reconstruction at 70% of the cycle uh, was optimal for about half the patients. Other cases, it was not optimal. There are some new workflow things coming along. One is called Cardio Best Pass, 
where the computer will automatically choose for you the best systolic or diastolic points in the heart rate. And so you're not going to worry about 60 or 65. You can say it's 67 or it's 39, whatever the computer does. And that indeed seems to be very possible. And it's a real good software update if it works well. Or the fact we can go beyond simply looking at the heart rate and in cases with arrhythmias, we can then go in and potentially remove the arrhythmias and then have a great data set as in this case. We can look at um, the dual energy and you can see as in this example, dual energy can separate bone and uh, iodine or calcium and iodine. And so it's possible by using two different energies, typically 80 and 140 kV, to separate calcium and contrast. And that has a range of applications. Obviously, can we now look at and grade stenosis is one possibility. We also can do bone editing. So for example, if you're able to use this technique, look at this case of the carotids. You can remove the entire skull automatically without losing any of the vessel detail. So again, um, this is a slide I was given uh, by Siemens just to show you some very nice work in progress. So again, uh, this is something that's coming along uh, and it'll be coming along in this uh, calendar year of 2007. Concluding, dual source CT provides many of the uh, opportunities that we did not have at routine 64. It overcomes many of the conventional limitations of 64 slice CT. Uh, further studies are necessary to see how important it is in terms of dose reduction and in terms of lack of beta blockers, but we'll have to see how that turns out. And again, it'll be interesting to see how this newest technology impacts how we practice radiology. And with that, I'll thank you for your attention and speak to you all later. Thanks very much.